his things, his clothes and his toys. And one very sea is using things that belong to his school. Don't you think it's fun making things like this? This is Navcast. Come on, get up! If you listen closely, we have a special guest in the studio. It's a cricket. Somehow a cricket has gotten into the room, and I can't seem to find it. But I'll leave him be, and if I can find him, I'll relocate him outside. We're running a few days behind after last holiday weekend. Our family has been in the process of remodeling a few rooms in our house, and it's taken a little more time than we've expected. As a father of four amazing kids, I can't just spend all weekend painting and cleaning drywall. We have to get out to the trails as well. Just the other day, we visited a local trail that joins the University of Southern Indiana with a local park. I took a moment to record some audio while we were out on the trail. I and they've made erosion. There <laughs> The feeling of just damp gravel in a creek bed is incredibly satisfying, by the way. We found over a dozen of what I believe were northern cricket frogs, some amazing fungi, and sampled some wild pawpaw fruit growing along the pathway. For those in the Midwest who have never tried a pawpaw before, I suggest tracking one down to try. It's fun to taste new and local things. Speaking of the last holiday weekend, Theodore... Hello. What holiday was last weekend? Labor Day. Well, Labor Day isn't just about not working, even though many people with labor jobs still had to work. It's also about the people that pushed for policies to protect our parents, relatives, and friends that work. The majority of these policies were put into place way back in the 1800s during the Industrial Revolution. A series of strikes, incidents and nationwide changes were known as the American Labor Movement. American Labor Movement? American? American? Labor? Labor? Movement. Movement. It is a holiday. I love you, Dad. I love you. While many of those changes still help American workers today, Labor Day has become more commonly seen as a transition from summer to fall. And with that transition comes cooler weather. Finally, I don't know about your neck of the woods, but our region of the world has been very wet and very hot. And although the mosquitoes enjoy warm and wet, I prefer the snow and no mosquitoes. The chapter highlight for this episode comes all the way across from the Great Lakes from Michigan. They took time out of their last meeting to tell us about some of their favorite things about navigators. Say hello to the scouts of chapter 175. What badge, event, or activity has been your favorite, and why? Um, my favorite badge has been uh, the gaming badge, since we've been able to use Bloxels, which is this little app, if you didn't know, that like makes it so you can like build your own video game with a bunch of cool levels and stuff. A badge, like the end of the year event, a badge that I like, was 
I like when like spending time with the other um, navigator people. Um, my favorite badge is the camping badge. Oh, the Pinewood Derby? The um, Derby race because it's really fun, like building like the games and the Derby race car and then I like... Okay, Derby racing was my favorite. <laughs> Pinewood Derby and being able to go out to the Fallen Love Farm. What did Pinewood you use? Derby. I went to farm. It seems Chapter 175 really digs Pinewood Racing. We'll have to try it ourselves sometime. I also spoke with one of their leaders. Hi, I'm Rivka Hodgkinson, and I am the president and one of the leaders of Chapter 175 based in Zealand, Michigan. And we've been in operation for almost two years now. We're starting our, our third year of programming. And we really are enjoying having navigators and, and being able to see our community grow in the local area. Fantastic. Um, I like to start out with an interview warm-up because us navigator leaders don't really get interviewed that often. Um, so which would you rather explore, the ocean or space? Wow, that's a big question. Uh, so I would, it's it's hard because space is so big and so mysterious, but honestly, I feel like our own planet is something that we barely have started to understand and fully appreciate. So I guess probably if I had to pick between the two, I'd explore the ocean. Fantastic. I'm a little fearful of the ocean myself. I don't know if I'd be too <laughs> excited to dive deep into it. <laughs> it is big, and there are a lot of uh, mysterious places in the ocean, that's for sure. I don't think I could stay at one of those uh, hotels where your room is underwater completely. I, <laughs> I think I wouldn't sleep well. But <laughs> Yeah, I agree. So how did you find yourself involved with Navigators? Well, it started, we have uh, three boys in our family, and now a girl, um, she was She's just uh, not even a month old yet. Um, but at the time when we started Navigators, we had three boys. Uh, my husband is an Eagle Scout, and scouting was a big part of his life growing up. And we really wanted to provide that experience for our kids. And so we initially explored Boy Scouts and kind of had two different things that caused us to go in a different direction. Number one was when we were going around school and talking to the kids about Boy Scouts, so many of the girls were like, well, can't we participate? Can't we join in? And, you know, as a woman myself, obviously, who think, sees how important it is to grow female leadership and, and all of that kind of thing, it just didn't really feel right at a core level to be excluding girls from the opportunity. And then the second thing was just, you know, not all of our uh, leadership is religious in their personal lives. And so when I found out that in order to be part of the leadership of Boy Scouts, you had to sign a profession of faith, that also was another thing that was very exclusionary. And we said, there's no reason, whether you're a boy or a girl or a Christian or not, um, that you shouldn't be able to participate in this community, learn essential skills, come together around a shared vision and uh, moral compass. And so there has to be some other 
options available. So I started researching what else was out there as far as organizations for kids and discovered Navigators and just really fell in love with the mission and the vision and the values. It's very much what we are trying to teach our kids and very quickly found a group of parents uh, within our school that also really resonated with that and came around that shared vision and said, yes, this is absolutely what we want to provide for our children and give them an opportunity to just grow into stronger, better human beings that can contribute to the planet and uh, build relationships with each other. And so we started Navigators. Well, that's great. Um, you know, it reminds me of the the interview call that I had with uh, Robin when he said that when their group was told that they had to leave uh, the uni- Unitarian Church, he mentioned that instead of asking the boys to disband, he said he just asked them to bring their sisters. So I really like wow. that as well. Yeah, yeah. It's and there's it's so important to have an inclusive space. And I think sometimes when people hear, well, it's not a Christian organization, they feel like it's anti. Um, but it's it's not. It's a space where everyone can have their beliefs and be valued and affirmed for who they are and where they're at. And and I think that that's such a powerful thing, especially in today's age, for everybody to be able to share their values and their uh, ideas about the world in a space that's safe for everyone to, to be who they are and to express their beliefs. Well, we see what really inspired you to get into Navigators. What would you say inspires you to maintain the course? What keeps you uplifted and motivated to continue with Navigators? Uh, the kids, for sure. Uh, it's just so fulfilling and rewarding to see them learning things, to see them trying new things, to see things where there have been instances, you know, where um, one of the parents have been, oh, I don't know if my son or daughter is is going to want to do that. Like, that's a little outside their comfort zone. And then watching them flourish and be willing to give it a shot and um, growing and learning I think is so fulfilling for me personally. And it's, it's so much fun. It's so much fun to come up with new ideas and new ways to engage them and get them to expand their horizons a little bit. And, um, you, you know, many of our kids hadn't ever gone camping before, you know, before we did our first camping trip and we did a cooking badge where we got to try a bunch of different types of foods and things that they had never even heard of before they experimented with and had fun with. So it's just, it's just great to see them learning and growing and we can uh, have a big community service aspect to a lot of what we do um, as well. And so like with our cooking badge, we went to Ronald McDonald's house and prepared a meal for the families there that had children who are inpatient in the hospital. And so seeing that, opportunity for them not only to learn and grow as individuals, but then to spread that into the community and uh, just be able to contribute back to the world around them is, is really fulfilling. Well, that's really, that's really nice. Um, Our chapter 188 is actually going to do the cooking badge this year as well. We have a kitchen in our area in Evansville called common grounds kitchen. It's a little uh, pay what you can uh, shop a vegan restaurant in the basement of a church. So they're going to work with us on nice. like a cooking lesson with our scouts. So that's going to be really exciting. Oh, that'll be a lot of fun. So deviating a little from navigator questions, 
I have a couple of fun questions for scouts across the country to kind of get to know you. Uh, so describe your favorite sound. My favorite sound, probably the birds in the morning outside in the woods. Uh, it's just really refreshing and it's quiet other than the sounds of the birds and the animals early in the morning, especially if you're outside. And I really enjoy that. Deviating on that. Uh, how's the weather up there right now? Right now it's good. It's, it's cool, uh, a little cooler than usual for this time of August, but you know, we've just been having some crazy ups and downs with our weather <laughs> the last couple of years. So <laughs> And, you know, in Michigan, the saying is, if you don't like the weather in Michigan, wait five minutes, it'll change. So, <laughs> so. We have the same thing in Indiana. That's funny. Yes. Yeah. We're pretty, pretty close to each other. And we're right by the lake shore too. So we get all the fun lake effect snow and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's, I, I love living by Lake Michigan. It's just such a wonderful natural beauty. So what is your go-to pizza topping? Oh, I have the same thing on pizza all the time, uh, and everybody makes fun of me, but it's uh, green olives, onion, and pineapple, and extra cheese. <laughs> well, that's, that's very unique. Like <laughs> what is your favorite word? My favorite word? That one is probably the hardest question you've asked so far, because I... <laughs> I love language and I love to read. Uh, we have a home library of well over a thousand books. And um, so I enjoy words greatly. I, I would say my favorite word is the word that is the perfect word for the situation. <laughs> so when you can find that word that just describes what you're trying to express perfectly, that's my favorite word. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Changes. So what is something that you are not very good at? What am I not very good at? I am not very good at, uh, I'm not particularly like athletic. Like I am great at hiking and, and, you know, the outdoorsy stuff, but you know, bowling or, (laughs) or mini golf or anything where I have (laughs) to actually get, a ball into a specific space um, is not <laughs> disc golf. Not so great at that. <laughs> well, if, if if myself or any listeners were to visit your area, what outdoor space would you suggest we visit? Definitely anywhere along Lake Michigan, uh, Rosie Mounds or Holland State Park or anywhere on the beach. I think people outside of the Great Lakes area, and you're in Indiana, so I'm assuming you've been to the Great Lakes, so you know what I'm talking about. But often people outside of the Great Lakes area don't realize just how big and how magnificent the Great Lakes are. It really, when you stand on the beach, it feels just the same as if you're standing on the beach at an ocean because you can't see the other side. And it's so expansive. Um, so I would say anywhere on the on the lake would be a for sure must do. And then depending on the season, we have a lot of seasonal fruit here and farms. And so going to, you know, pick peaches or blueberries or apples or whatever is in season at the time is is really fun. It's just you can smell the fruit and you get to have that satisfaction of picking something up right off the tree and then eating it. Um, and that's always a lot of fun. 
Sounds like Michigan might be Indiana life plus lake life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have a lot of similarities with less corn, but still some corn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what is a favorite project or an event that you've held with navigators? I think for sure one of the favorites, we've done it both years, is the Pinewood Derby. The kids love building their cars. They really enjoy uh, getting the opportunity. And, and it's good for all of them because some of the kids enjoy the building part more. Some enjoy the decorating their car, like painting their decals and stuff on more. Uh, and some of them just really enjoy like the the science of it, trying to figure out how to get their car to go faster. And so when we did the last Pinewood Derby, we did a whole thing teaching them about momentum and um, you know force and mass and what contributes to the speed of the car. And so they really enjoy every part of that. I think it has a little something for every kind of personality and interest level of the kids. Um, and then it's a really fun family event when we actually do – the race and uh, we have a track that we built for it to go down next year. I think we're going to try to add uh, some robotic components so that when it gets to the end, it hits the thing and something lights up. So every year we improve it a little bit more and add some more to it. But, you know, we had it in the morning and we had donuts and eggs and like a nice breakfast and all the families got to come on a Saturday morning and do the race. But it was a lot of fun. Well, that sounds the fun. Kids favorite things for sure. What is a go-to activity or a game that you have? Um, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of <clears throat> excuse me, we don't have a lot of those types of things that we have really done a lot of in a repetitive way. I mean, the kids always find I would say probably all their various different iterations of tag um, <laughs> that they play when we're <laughs> camping or when we have outside time it seems like they're always coming up with some new version of tag with some new convoluted set of rules but um, it's great to give them that space to explore outside and just kind of come up with their own ideas sometimes too um, I think we as adults tend to sometimes over structure in some ways and, and making that space for them to be inventive with their own playtime is really important so did anyone in your chapter participate in the Jamboree this year? We didn't. We And hopefully we will next year. Um, but it just this year was not a year where it really worked out. And every year we talk about it. But it's I'm glad that the national organization is doing the Jamborees. And we definitely look forward to participating in a future year. Yeah, it was uh, the proximity was a little far for us this year. We're actually holding a mini jamboree with local Evansville chapters. There are three chapters here in our town. So might try to expand it into something bigger and like a Midwest thing maybe sometime. Exactly. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, right now we're the only chapter in West Michigan. So we definitely would love to get together and hang out with other chapters. So. Well, on that note, um, do you have any closing advice for anybody looking to find a chapter or anybody looking to start a chapter? 
Well, if you're looking to find a chapter, obviously you just search for what's in your area. In a lot of places, there might only be one. Um, and hopefully as Navigators continues to grow, there'll be more and more chapters and more and more options. Um, for somebody thinking about starting a chapter, I would say just do it. It definitely is a lot of work, but it's very rewarding and fulfilling. Uh, find people to do it with you. Find other parents who also share the same passion that you do for scouting, for all of the things that Navigators represents, because it definitely requires a team effort. Um, and if you're just doing it by yourself, you will probably burn out at some point in time. But, you know, find that, find that like-minded group of people and make it happen, because it really is worth the time and the effort, and it's a very worthwhile organization to be a part of. Well, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show here. Scouts will be excited to hear about your neck of the woods. For any listeners right now, if you are interested in finding a chapter, I'll make sure to include a link to the Facebook community page on the show notes so that you can speak with anybody that even if they haven't started a chapter, maybe they're kind of keeping an eye out in that area to see if anybody else is interested. Well, thanks for Thank coming on the you. show. Have a great day. And it's time for another board game review. During the holiday weekend, I'd borrowed a few board games from the library. It's an offering that more and more libraries seem to be jumping on board with. Get it? Board? Today's game review will be on the classic Carcassonne. Now, there's some debate on how to pronounce the game. Carson? Carcassonne? Carcassonne? Car Carcassonne? Carcassonne? Carcassonne. To set the pronunciation record straight, it's Carcassonne. The game is simple in design, but nearly infinite in repeat playability. The game consists of stacks of square tiles, wooden people, meeple, turn-based playing, and a scoring track. The square tiles contain various arrangements of city walls, roads, villages, monasteries, and grasslands. The game begins with a single tile on the board. Each player takes turns laying down a randomly selected tile slowly growing the map and claiming roads, cities, and monasteries along the way. The player to build and claim with the most points wins. Maps can get a little large and lopsided, so we found it was important to place the starting tile in the center of the table. Our youngest successful player was four, and he really enjoyed the game. It can be played with as few as two players as well, so it's great for siblings, couples, or families wanting a quick and easy to learn game. Well, that's all for today's show. Special thanks to the scouts and leaders of Chapter 175. If you'd like to have your chapter highlighted on the show, or just want to say hello, go to anchor.fm forward slash navcastpodcast and leave a message. Thanks to the awesome squad for the use of their song and our theme song, Navcast is currently on a monthly release schedule. But if it proves to be successful, we can see it becoming a weekly show. Look out for a new episode at the first of the month. See you soon. Say bye, Theodore. Bye, Theodore.